Welcome to Self-Care Hacks, the short podcast for overwhelmed and stressed out women who want to learn how to take better care of themselves. I'm your host, Anita Ojeda. I used to suffer from overwhelm and stress too, but I've learned how to take care of myself and take care of others. You can too. Thanks for joining us today. Do you want the macaroni and cheese or the tomato soup? I asked Pedro. He grimaced. Soup. Do you want the peas or the green beans? He shrugged. Doesn't matter. Green beans easier to eat. We sat in the hospital room where the bright September sunlight washed out the constant stream of numbers on the multiple monitors attached to tubes sprouting out of his body. For the first time in weeks, he actually cared about what he ate. I'll order a whole wheat roll and butter for you, too, I decided. Fruit? he asked. Yeah, do peaches sound good? He nodded, and his eyes drifted closed. You should definitely order the haagen bar, I told him. Too much food, he protested. I can help you eat it, I offered. We'll save money because I won't have to go out to eat. He nodded again and fell into a slumber as I finished the order form and clipped it to the whiteboard for the orderly to pick up. When the meal came, he worked on it for 45 minutes before pushing the tray away. Because the cancer had attached itself to his facial muscles, chewing and swallowing took forever. You finish it, he offered as he drifted off to sleep again, and I tackled the food. The haagen bar had partially melted, but every chocolatey bite acted as a tonic to my out-of-control emotions. Food became my drug of choice for drowning out my out-of-control emotions. If I worried about my next meal, I wouldn't have to worry about hospital bills. Choosing and anticipating the day's flavor of ice cream bar prevented me from ruminating on the glacial progress of Pedro's treatment. Trotting down the street to the nearest Starbucks kept me from thinking about how much I missed our girls. Stuffing my emotions equaled stuffing my face. I couldn't let my voice crack when I talked with the girls each day. They needed to see my strength. And I couldn't burst into tears when I walked into Pedro's hospital room. He needed to hear my encouragement. I certainly couldn't let the medical professionals see slumped shoulders and dragging feet as I walked around the cancer ward. They needed to know we had hope and wouldn't let them give up. Food soothed the beast of pent-up emotions. And so I ate. I also gained. Walking up the 11 flights of stairs to the cancer ward got harder and harder. So I started using the elevator. On my flying visits back to Montana, I had no energy to enjoy my regular after-dinner walks. In retrospect, I should have asked for help. They have support groups and counselors for people in crisis. But I thought I had everything under control. After all, people told me so all the time. You are so strong, they would tell me. I would be a basket case if my husband was going through this. Miraculously, Pedro recovered from cancer after a stem cell transplant. Within a year, he had gained back his pre-cancer weight and started his usual outdoor activities. It took me almost a decade to mostly recover my physical health. If only I'd known about cortisol. Cortisol, also known as the stress hormone, has many roles in our bodies. It mainly functions to give us an increased energy level by raising our blood sugar and working in tandem with adrenaline, which increases our heart rate. 
Together, the two hormones prepare your body for the flight or fright by shutting down non-essential functions and oversupplying your muscles and brain. Because, you know, your muscles and brains will help you get out of the situation, right? But too much of a good thing can turn into a bad thing. Remember how adrenaline and cortisol help shut down non-essential functions by oversupplying your muscles and brain? Well, that means that those two hormones are shutting down systems like weight regulation. Cortisol plays both the good cop and the bad cop in your body. Some studies suggest that cortisol protects us from the emotional load of a stressful situation. Kind of like a good cop taking the pressure off the stress of the bad cop yelling at the suspect. Maybe that explains my ability to outwardly handle 10 months of acute stress. But cortisol can also build up in our bodies with the intensity of a bad cop until we explode or implode. According to the Mayo Clinic, the long-term activation of the stress response system and the overexposure to cortisol and other stress hormones that follows can disrupt almost all your body's processes. The side effects of constant stress look like a diet of chips and soda on a couch potato. They are weight gain, insomnia, memory problems, inability to concentrate, headaches, heart disease, anxiety, depression, digestive problems, reproductive system problems, musculoskeletal disorders. During Paige's illness and for years afterwards, I experienced all these symptoms except heart disease. And thankfully, I didn't experience them all at the same time. Stress can kill you or at least make you feel rotten 90% of the time. Those negative effects can linger for years after a period of intense stress, especially if you don't consciously work to counteract them. So here are five hacks for counteracting the negative effects of stress or out of control emotions. Hack number one, exercise every single day. Even if you don't feel like it, and even if you can scarcely walk, Exercise. Sit in a chair and airbox. March in place. Buy a fitness tracker and try to increase the number of steps you take each day. Not exercising will prevent those feel-good endorphins from releasing. So just do it. Your health depends on you moving. If you don't exercise, you're not going to feel good. Hack number two. Set yourself up for a good night's sleep. Set a bedtime. Little kids aren't the only ones who need a bedtime. Stick to it as much as possible, even on weekends. Set a wake time, too. You can train your body what to expect, and it will respond. Take an inventory of your current going-to-sleep routines and eliminate anything that experts say will prevent you from having restful sleep. Television, computers, phones, alcohol, caffeine, heavy exercise, and chaos in general. Give yourself a sleep advantage by setting the stage for good sleep. Hack number three, get in touch with your emotions. Finish your day with writing in a journal or making lists of good things that happened that day. Research shows that we can enhance our mood by remembering positive events. You can listen to episode 010 for hacks on getting in touch with your emotions. Form a habit of naming your emotions and expressing them. Hack number four, build a support network. Barbara Kingsolver, 
in her novel Animal Dreams, introduces a group of local women known as the Stitch and, well, it rhymes with stitch, but starts with a B, club. Don't join one of those. They just provide more stress because people are sitting around complaining. You want a support network of people who ask you about the good things happening in your life. Another author, Robin Jones Gunn, in her novel Being Known, introduces a group of friends who build each other up so that when stressful times arise, each of them knows someone she can talk to about the stresses. You want to form or join a group like this. Intentionally gather a group of friends and invest time in each other. The support network will prove invaluable when you need it. If you're a person of faith, your daily relationship with God will form the basis of your support network. If you don't have a nurturing group of friends, make it a matter of prayer. Hack number five, seek professional help. Our emotions don't operate in isolation. Neither does our physical body. If you experience unexplainable health problems, consider checking in with a psychologist or licensed counselor, as well as your regular physician. You may need medication to help regulate your emotions so that you can work through your stressors with a counselor and learn coping skills. Physical health and mental health work hand in hand to help you live a balanced lifestyle. So remember, cortisol can kill you if you experience prolonged stress and don't come up with ways to unwind. Use these five hacks to take control of your emotions and help find the balance you need to overcome the overwhelm. Hack one. Exercise every day. Hack two, set yourself up for a good night's sleep. Hack three, get in touch with your emotions. Hack four, build a support network. Hack five, seek professional help. Come back next week when I share five hacks for handling someone else's heavy or difficult emotions. Take care of yourselves, my friends. You are worth it. You can find me at anitaojeda.com. Or check out the show notes for links to my social media accounts. If you enjoyed this podcast, take the time to tell a friend. Together we can build each other up and teach each other how to take better care of ourselves. I'll see you here next Tuesday with more self-care hacks to help you overcome the overwhelm.